0: Oh, man. Okay. Well, welcome back to the Physics of Faith podcast. This is so different doing it this way for this episode. But, uh, you know, for anybody watching at home, you'll see that we've kind of got a different setup again. We're back in the office. Um, Back in the office? Back in the office. Back in the office. office. Uh, Back in the lab making beats, you know? Yeah, making beats, listening to the beats. With the drums, and we don't have headphones on, so we can't actually. I don't want to have to sit here and explain how this all works to everybody listening. Science, attention. yeah, science. <laughs> but uh, but let's just say the music's going to be added in after the recording. Let's just say that. I feel I feel quite naked right now, man. Yeah, it feels really strange. Yeah, uh, but did did you have anything you wanted to say about the drums? We can't hear. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh,
1: just spirit needs to be here you know that's right that's right you can always add it later (laughs) this
0: this episode is called ichabod (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just here in the office man just Just here here in the office (laughs) now something else that's strange um other than the way we're recording and the setting uh, so everything 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 (laughs) is different about this episode uh tommy Welcome to the other side of the Physics of Faith podcast. Yeah, this is one I I don't get to be on these. I, we're not talking about the Bible, you know. We're actually talking about <laughs> Yeah, I know other stuff. Right. I know, yeah, right? I don't know how to talk about the
2: actual scripture.
0: I don't know what I talk what about when I'm here. Yeah. See, so, so Brandon, what Tommy and I do is we actually read the scriptures and talk about what's in them oh, f- as opposed to just, you know, shooting from the hip about everything. No, <laughs> no, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> I didn't even
1: know there was this. What is the scriptures you speak of here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that oh, a man. is that a
0: drum loop? Is that what that is? <laughs> that is not what that <laughs> oh, is. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Tommy, man, I'm I'm glad we're doing this. Um we we wanted to get you on one of these for a while now, so and I think we're going to do another one here soon as well. So that'll be that'll be fun. I mean, obviously, if this goes well, then you'll be on another one. Yeah, people. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, if I've this been, goes poorly, I might not be on another one. Well, here's the thing: people are going to get sick of me because I'm going to be on.
2: I'm only right now. I'm only on every other one. Right. You know, now, now that's going to be like three or four in a well, row. My of contract
1: me. only allowed me to do every other. You know, every other episode. So <laughs> my agent was.
0: <laughs> And I'm on all of them because I carry the same. Let's just be honest. (laughs) Because he owns the equipment. He's got to be here. And he came up with it. He came up with it. He he, he basically does all the work. He does do all the work. He
1: He really does do all the work. Yep.
0: Sure. You know, I just came to the conclusion I don't need you guys. You you (laughs) (laughs) really don't. All right. That's right. Yeah. You could just use my office if you you want. Yeah. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So this is how these go. This is how these go. Yeah. Yeah. We basically, we banter and joke for the first five to ten <laughs> minutes. Uh, then we attempt to uh, approach a topic. And then... We remember we, that we should probably
1: read a scripture. Right, yeah. yeah. And then the drums roll and that's about it. <laughs> that's about
0: it. We, yeah. We're usually just here for the drums. <laughs> we really are, man, yeah. Oh, but uh, this one here is a, is going to be even more laid back, I think, than than normal. uh we're going to have some discussions about some of our favorite parables mm-hmm. that Jesus teaches in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So see, there there is scripture. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about that. We direction. are going to read some scriptures. So for those listening at home or watching at home, essentially I'm going to start us out. I'm going to read a parable. Mm-hmm talk a little bit about what I uh, took out of that. These guys are going to comment. And you know what? If you like this type of format, you can do this at home with your friends and family and loved ones. It's what we would sometimes refer to as a Bible study. Uh As long as you have drums. As yeah. long as you have drums. And, yeah. and microphones. And a microphone. You sh- You have to record and post every Bible study to YouTube or it didn't happen. It didn't, that's, right. that's right. That's right. I believe
1: the Lord said where uh, two or more gathered with microphones. That's right. There am I, yeah. There am I.
0: Like and subscribe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh,
0: perfect. Oh, gosh. Okay, so the, the parable I'm going to go with here is the parable of the marriage feast. And I totally forgot my... Uh, my uh computer and we use my phone to record so Brandon's <laughs> going to let me read from his and so I apologize this will be in the ESV. Yeah. Uh What do you but, do,
1: what do you I can change it. What do you normally do it in? I
0: do the NASB
1: but we'll just we'll just okay. do ESV. Okay. For, oh, yeah. Brandon,
2: Brandon doesn't know how to go off the
1: NASB. No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, is that really a Bible? <laughs> NASB. <laughs> hmm. B, B. B B well, see that's, yeah. that's <laughs> B isn't Bible. Uh.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Bible <laughs> All right, so uh, the parable of the wedding feast is in Matthew 22. It's verses 1 through 14, if you're following along at home. And I'm just going to read this, and then I'm going to jump into some of the points here. If you guys want to jump in at any point after I finish, that's totally fine, too. So if anything pops out to you and you want to say something, go for it. All right, Uh, Matthew 22, verse 1. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying... The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest... But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garments. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Hmm. i hand that back to you. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, so that's the marriage. It's pretty self-explanatory. Of course. Mm-hmm. Do, we, do we really want to talk?
1: <coughs> it really highlights your love for people.
0: Uh, well, yeah. 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 We read this on Christmas morning. In my <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? That's My favorite part is when he burns the city. Uh, <laughs> yeah. this, this is when we light the tree up <laughs> yeah. real bright. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, okay. So I chose this one here because... I don't know. When I was reading it, I felt like there was a lot that I could draw out that could relate to just how we're called to Christ and um, how people are called to the kingdom, mm-hmm. and really our op- our opportunities um, to choose what we want and if we want to be a part of God's kingdom. Um, so, what we see is the king is calling people to the feast, and yeah, obviously the king is God. Mm-hmm. Like in this, that's kind of the the parallel there. Um, so he sends out the first time he sends his servants out and his servants are like, hey, do you want to come to the feast? Or you were invited to the feast. So like the invitations were out. These people were supposed to come. Right. And they were like, yeah, no. And they just kind of wanted their own ways. So he sends them out a second time. And the second time, everybody was too busy. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the guys were too busy. They're like, yeah. oh, I, got, I got things to do with my house. Oh, I got things to do with my business. I'm too busy to be a part of the wedding, mm-hmm. you know, or to be a part of the kingdom, mm-hmm. so to speak. But then there's like an extra set of people. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I like how they, in the NSAB says, and then the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So like, there's some that were just like, ah, I'm busy, I got things to do. And then everybody else was like, you know what? We're going to do shameful things to you. Yeah. And then murder you. <laughs> yeah. Because you keep inviting us to this wonderful feast. <laughs> And like, what a weird response! Right? What a, what of a, such a strange response? And I think this is something that, you know, you guys might be able to attest to is knowing God, mm-hmm. knowing Jesus. It's hard to understand, and knowing what's at stake, it's hard to understand why anybody would reject Him, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's such a weird thing that people would not just reject Him, but be violently against any who would talk about Him. Sure. Yeah. Right, and I think that's that is such an extra step. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to sound really weird, uh, but like in modern day senses, mm-hmm. the people I think about with this are like not to name drop here, but like the Patton Oswalt's of the world. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, um, like people in the in the comedy realm, right? Quote unquote. Yeah, I mean, guys got some funny stuff. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, that like, have no problem belittling or talking bad. David Cross, another one. Sure. Um, uh, those of the faith. Right. Right? And so yeah. it's not even a, you know what, that's not for me. It's a, not only is it not for me, you're an idiot.
1: Right. It's the, it's the poking fun of it.
0: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's how we deal with it in America. Mm-hmm. In other countries, it's maybe a little bit more like this verse. Sure. Yeah. Where, even Even today. Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. I know it's hard for some people to understand this, but this is how people behave, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's it's wild. It's kind of wild to think about being here in America that anybody would do this, but this is the reality globally is that people die for preaching the gospel. That's, oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, here in America, it's more of the shaming. It's more of the uh, we're going to belittle you as well.
1: Right, which is funny, again, like you said, to think that like... The message of like, like if you look at the context of this parable, he's just inviting them to a feast, and it's going to be a nice feast. Like oh, yeah. it's a good, he's killed his calves and ca- you know it's ready to go, and like it's going to be a, a real uh, humdinger, you know.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, and and word. like and that's their response, right? Which seems kind of silly, but when you put it in the context of sharing the gospel, there are so many people mm-hmm. who like. You're a Christian? Oh, that's stupid! Like it's not like eh, it's not for me. It's like it goes to that extreme, and so yeah, yeah, it's not as far of a stretch as you think when you actually begin to apply it, for sure. I mean, and this isn't the only place in the Bible where
2: it touches on this because I think it's in was it Mark Mark something? It says you will be hated before my name. Right? I don't know the whole verse, and I don't know yeah. chapter and verse, but I know it. It says in that you will be hated for my name. I mean, and that that's strong, right? That's very <laughs> you will strong. be hated for loving me, and and that that says something,
0: you know. Yeah, you know, hate is a strong word. Too. It is. So they maybe they really, really, really don't like us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we don't use hate in my room. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but but that's you're exactly right. It's it's crazy. And it, you know, it also reminds me too of like I grew up in the nineties. I think you guys were pretty close to that mm-hmm. too. Um like apathy was a huge thing in the nineties. Like to For be sure. cool, you had to not care about things. For sure. Yeah. And like I, I still see it today, but not maybe in a different light with younger people, yeah. where it's like, if you show excitement for something, mm-hmm. oh, you're 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 goofy, you're an idiot, you're right. stupid, you know, oh, you got to play it cool, you got to be straight-laced, you know, or straight-faced, right. one of the two. And, like, that's what this kind of reminds me of, like, oh, you're excited about God? Mm-hmm. Well, you, there must be something mentally wrong with you then. Right. Right? And, like, that's the type of thing that we, you know, and we like to say, not us, but people in America like to say that we're... christians are persecuted here Mm -hmm. i think that's a a very liberal use of the word yeah you know
1: contextually with the rest of the world 100 percent. not not even close (laughs) yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah. (laughs) but we're definitely ridiculed sure we're definitely belittled but what i find interesting is that typically so i've known you guys might be able to speak to this as well i've known people that had no problem making blanket statements about christians right But if they had a relationship with you, and they found out you were Christian, they were suddenly a lot more reasonable about it.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. They also get mad when you make blanket statements about other things, like that. You're 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 not allowed to make blanket statements about
1: these type of people
2: or these type of people or these. Right. But Christians, it's okay.
1: Yeah. You you can't generalize unless it's about Christians in general.
0: Well, you know, you know, it's like. The, the episodes making fun of Christianity are the ones that don't get canceled. Right. Oh, 100%. You know, like, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That don't well, receive death threats and... yeah. Right. <laughs> that, well, yeah.
0: that's not true either because, like, I know... I've seen... Well, I'm not going to say I know for a fact. But, like, uh, I read... Um, I read, like, the intro to uh, a book written by Richard Dawkins. hmm And one of his arguments is, like, if you could see the mail I get from quote-unquote oh. Christians... Yeah. You would also question... Sure. Why I would want to believe in this. Sure, yeah. right? So like there's times where Christians for whatever reason believe they are the righteous judgment of God. Right. And
1: Boondock Saints.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, I didn't ever thought we'd have a Boondock Saints reference. <laughs> I'll bring it in for you guys, don't you worry. I'm not here for the scriptures, just the pop culture references. All right. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but here's the next here's the next part about this, and and I want to be like well, I just really compared these people to a lot of actual people that are out there. Sure, some some names, but God's response, the king's response is pretty heavy. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, and he's like, okay, now in his defense, they killed his servants. Right, in the, in the story, right. So, but he he comes back and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna destroy. He destroys everyone for murdering, and then. Burns their cities to the ground, mm-hmm. basically destroys everything about their lives. Real metal parable. Yep. It's very metal. I yep. love it when we get a good metal band. <laughs> <list. laughs> <laughs> so. uh, we got to start that that Jesus metal band. <laughs> oh before. man, I can hear drop <laughs> okay.
1: C tuning right now. So,
0: so I wanted to make a. I wanted to start a metal band that covers only Michael W. Smith songs. <laughs> And call it Rocket it down. <laughs> oh, no. Please, let's do it. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do it, yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay,
1: so... So he burns everything. I mean, he doesn't just say like, oh, yeah, he lays, yeah, it burns it all.
0: He lays waste, yeah. basically. And uh, I think what this is telling us <laughs> ultimately is, you know, the judgment of God can be swift and brutal. Yeah. Um, now, he does he do this to everyone in this parable? Mm. No, he does this specifically. It's almost as if there's a... Um, a heavier hand for those who had violence against the surface. Well, yeah, it doesn't,
1: it doesn't actually say anything. I mean, right off the bat, at least, it doesn't say anything
0: about the people who are like, I'm busy. Yeah, you, you've kind of got the people who chose to go their own way. Now, it says they destroyed their cities. Right. So were those people in those cities? Right. I mean, when we know kind of where where this is going. Where yes. this is going, yeah. Right. Uh, but you, you kind of see, like, there are people who basically chose not to go. Right. And then those who acted in violence against it, and those people were specifically called out as being destroyed. Right. right, And swiftly dealt with. Yeah, because you think about it, not only do they reject
2: the gospel, not only do they reject the king, Mm -hmm. but by killing those people, Mm -hmm. they are keeping it so that other people can't see the king as well. Sure. You know, it's, if, it's if you point. if you kill the messenger, mm-hmm. not nobody else can get
1: the message. Right. Yeah. It's an insult.
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's an affront to the king who sent mm-hmm. the messenger. Yeah. Right. Um, God forbid they just shave their beards halfway off like they did in <laughs> oh. David's oh, time. Man, bad. David had a problem Ooh. with that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. So after God deals with these violent people, mm-hmm. he sends them out for a third time. And he says, look, those people weren't worthy for this feast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to send you out and i want you to just go down the main road and get anyone you can find that's willing to come mm-hmm. right and in this moment you do kind of see and i'm not going to say specifically who's who in this but you you are kind of seeing a, a conversation here about the people of god the the israelites right and that first covenant right and then kind of opening up to this new covenant that allows anyone to come in
1: right mm-hmm. you totally get the sense of the gentiles right exactly yeah.
0: Um so so they start traveling the road and they invite people and then what's what 's interesting about this too is they invite and uh, they invite both good and bad people I like that it says that <laughs> and both good and bad people show up
3: oh crud yeah yeah
0: now here's here 's what I like about that is this is a um this is really a great illustration of the acceptance of God, mm-hmm. right? So I think sometimes Christianity gets a bad name for not being accepting, but in reality, God will accept anyone, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now, there's going to be more to that story as we kind of go down, but I think it's important, like, God doesn't reject you. You reject him. Right. Right. So everybody was welcome. So... Uh, And this is something where we have to understand as Christians, too. We're not owed anything special just because, you know, like, you know, Brandon and I have shared our testimonies on here a little bit. You know, I'd never walked away from the faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Pretty good kid, did all the right things, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the second brother in the prodigal son story. Mm -hmm. You know, Brandon had a different experience, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I used to get so mad when I was younger when somebody would come back from their backsliding.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Not because I wasn't mad that they came back. Mm-hmm. I was obviously I was glad that they they got out of those ways sure. and they came back to the Lord. But what made me mad was the level of honor that was shown to them. Just like the just like in the parable of the of the two uh, the the prodigal son and right. the brother. Yeah. And I would get so upset about that, and I think that's because they would be given these seats of honor, they would be given these opportunities to speak, they would like be becoming a saying, pastor, and right, yeah, like and like I'm <laughs> right, and I'm over here like, look, I've I went to Bible college, I'm doing all the things, I'm doing, right. you know, and you're like you won't, like everybody always seems so guarded, and maybe the problem was me. Uh <laughs> So great well, we the, just discovered something here. Hadn't right.
1: Well, he did pick the verse where everyone's burned and murdered. So <laughs> <Right>. yeah,
0: <laughs> right. was like, every time I got a chance to him, I was like, "You're <laughs> all gonna die!" Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what does he keep picking these metal verses? <laughs> uh, but you know, like there there was this kind of hesitation. Sure, everybody treated me with kid gloves. It would seem. Sure, but like this guy was exciting because he, mm-hmm. you know, and like I, I can't remember the verse reference, but there's that you know. Like he who's forgiven more tends to have a little bit more joy. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so you like that was obvious in their lives. Sure. Right. But there was a part of me that was envious about that because it was like, well, I've been the faithful one. Right. You know, so, um, so I think that's an important thing for us to remember. It's not everybody that shows up in the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. isn't going to have a squeaky clean track record. Right. Right, but there are brothers and sisters, and we should celebrate and rejoice in the fact that God has invited everyone right, right, right um, but what happens next? So they all show up mm-hmm. they all get they're all at the feast, and the king goes out, and he's like all right let's let's walk around, meet the guests, we're going to do some mingling, right mm-hmm. He's walking around and he finds a guy who didn't wear the correct robes, right, right, and he's like." Why aren't you wearing these robes? Mm-hmm. Like wh- why didn't you dress up? Why didn't you dress appropriately for the occasion? right? And, and the, the guy had the guy had no rebuttal. He didn't say anything right. He, it says he was rendered speechless, right. because yeah. the king is calling him out, I, when the king, who just laid the waste all of his enemies <laughs> is, is saying to you, why are you not doing what's appropriate right? All of your excuses fall away. Right, right. Now we don't know. The parable doesn't tell us why. Right, he didn't do this. But this is where he was accepted, mm-hmm. but he couldn't be included. Mm-hmm. And I've said this on our podcast before. But inclusion requires conformity. One hundred percent. Like it doesn't matter what you're being included into. Mm-hmm. If you don't get with the program, then you are by default outside of the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, in this instance, this is what this is ultimately uh, kind of saying: is if you're going to be a part of the kingdom, if you're going to come to the wedding feast, right. you need to act like it's a wedding feast. Right. You need to act like you're in the kingdom of heaven. Now, right. I'm not talking about works-based righteousness, but I am talking about committing your life to Christ. You know, working through your salvation, working through your sanctification, right. and setting aside that sin that entangles you. Right. Mm-hmm. So just because you were invited and accepted doesn't mean you get to bring everything you want with you.
1: Right. Well, I think it shows a total lack of... um sincerity on his part. You know it what I mean? Does, like, yeah. So the part of the reason why, I mean, I think a lot of people, they hear that and they jump and they're like, oh, the poor guy. Well, what if he was too poor to afford him? Like, you know, like they make, ex- I think every, every person will make an excuse for the guy. Right. Because sure. we've all made those excuses. Like, well, he, maybe, maybe he was the last one and he didn't have time, you know, like whatever. But, but he wasn't really, truly, genuinely sincere about it. Like, so I, I, I just, let's put that into faith. Like there's a lot of people who say like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, Uh but yet they don't sincerely try to live a Christian life. right? You know? And I think that like, this is that, this is that guy. This is the guy who's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm showing up on Sundays, but I'm not really, I'm not really trying to be what I'm called to be. Right. You know, like, I'm not, like you said, that we, we talk about this in church. Like, our righteousness does not come from us; it comes from the Lord. Like that's where our righteousness is, and so like the only way we're righteous is, is when we live in the Lord, like in the yeah. Spirit. And so like this is a guy who like says, "I know Jesus," but Jesus is like, "I don't know you." You know, that's this is that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It's it's the, it's also it's the guy who wants the reward. Right. He wants the benefits of being in the kingdom. He wants the eternal life. He wants right. All of those things, you know, he wants the free meal. Right. He, But he doesn't want to do what's required to get it.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you can make excuses for him, but, like, if the dude was really genuinely serious, uh-huh. and he knows, and here's the thing, like, he clearly knew he was wrong, right? I mean, like, that's, that's he's left speechless, so he's like, right? oh, shoot, like, you caught me. Yeah. Like, so he knew the expectation, and he chose, uh-huh. in light of the expectation, To not follow it. And I think that that's, you know, we got to be careful here because a lot of people want to give this guy grace and like, well, your God is so judgmental. I mean, he just burned some cities down and now he's kicking this poor guy out. Well, no, this, this guy showed him disrespect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, I think he is judgmental.
1: For sure. Yeah, he he is. Right. He, he is the he gets, judge. He gets to judge. be. Right. Yes.
0: Exactly. Has anybody
2: complained about judges being judgmental? Right. No, right. that's their job. Exactly. Well, yeah.
0: some people are complaining well, yeah. about right. it, but yeah. most of them are getting sentenced, and that's why. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what that's kind of what happens here, though, is people who want to defend this guy, and like, look, he, he didn't kill the man. Like now, he bound him and tossed him out into the night, right, right where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. Obviously where this guy's going is not a good time. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so you you want to feel bad for the guy, you want to defend the guy, but you want to defend the guy because you want to justify right, not fitting the right mold. Right. Right? Right. And, like I get how that can sound, especially in our day and age, there's been so many you know, we've we've been so propagandized about bucking against the system mm-hmm. and like not conforming to the majority and, you know, right. And like based on the idea that Christian conservatives are the majority. Right. Right. And they, they always tie those two together. Right. And so like, well, if he doesn't want to be like that, then like, what, why do you gotta, you know, like, that's why I can't accept it. Here's the, just because you don't like it, just because you don't want it doesn't make it not the truth.
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: So the well, the well and look the he was inviting him to his feast. Right. The, yeah. the
2: king was inviting him to his feast. So the king kind of gets to set his own rules. One hundred percent. If you go over to somebody's house, you know you don't if 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 and you're let's say you're helping them put the dishes away and you put the dish the plates where the cups go and you can't you don't get to say hey I want to put the cups here not the di- dishes here like no this is no. my house I set the rules and and I think that that. That is, you know, kind of going back to what you're saying, Brandon. Is is he did the very bare minimum to get right. there? You know, he 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 was just like, all right, I'll show up. But, but it, what is he?
1: What is he wearing?
2: Yeah, it wasn't important enough to to uh, to do the really. And because the king doesn't ask a whole lot, he says show up and dress in the right garments. And this and so he didn't ask him to bring anything. He didn't ask him to give a toast. He didn't ask him to work just show up and yeah. and be and be like you want to be here be prepared. And and the thing about it is th- this isn't that, you know, if, if you take this into into real life, if you take this into those that reject God, like the there's no give. Right. You know, like there's no well, all right, just sit in the back. It's right. you get
1: th- completely thrown out. Yeah. Well, and the difference between this guy is Okay, all the, the good and the bad, right? We know they're there. And I, was, I actually looked it up while you were talking. Like, it doesn't, like, the Bible, like, the Greek actually is wicked. Like, the word, it says wicked. So these are, these are people who've done some bad stuff. Yeah. They're there. Like, like and that, I think that goes back to kind of what you were saying is, like, not everybody's going to be squeaky clean in the kingdom of God. Right. But everybody will have Jesus as a covering, right? Jesus yes. Jesus is the robe, right? This is the robe that we're wearing yes. is Christ. And that's that's what makes us acceptable in the eyes of God is Christ, okay? So let's put this into this context. Here's a dude who does not have Jesus. He's not right. he he could be a bad he could be a great guy for all we know, right? But he's not wearing he's not he's not wearing I know this sounds weird, but like he's not wearing Christ. Like he's not wearing so so he's he's explicitly sinning you, and sin can't be in heaven
0: you know what he is is he's the deconstructed 100% you know uh, guy who's like you know what i just jesus is about love and i just can't get her i just can't put on the jesus that isn't about love
1: right right or the jesus or the jesus that would would say sin is sin
0: right so i'm going to dress in my jesus right this is which, this is who he is yeah, exactly yeah. which as it turns out is not the right garment to wear to the feet. (laughs) It's not gonna get you in. Right. right. And it's not gonna get you in. Right. (laughs) Right. And so so I
1: think like if we're looking at this from that perspective, this is a guy who clearly has unrepented we'll just say unrepented sin, just call it kind of just what it is. He's got unrepented sin in his life, and sin can't exist in the presence of God. No, So that's not heaven. And, you know, so I think that that's why, like I said, I I love this. I'm glad you picked this one, even though it is pretty metal and brutal. Um, It's so brutal. Not
0: not, not even though, but because (laughs) because it it, it is brutal.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, this is uh, this has got some great song lyrics behind it, I'm sure. But uh, but like I, I, I like this idea because so I think even when you first read it, even in my heart, I was like, that poor guy. But now as we talk about it more, you're like, dude's an idiot. You know like like you kind of start to lose your you're like oh you don't feel sorry for a guy who didn't try. Well and you also have to remember that
2: this wasn't written in 2023. Right. You know right, this, right. this this is this isn't even a when you think about it, it this probably wasn't a a new testament happening this probably happened even before jesus was i mean right. as as you think it this wasn't right. in right. that time and so the rules and the expectations and the traditions and weddings
1: and feasts and banquets are completely different than than what we do now absolutely but the norms were explicit and i think that that's kind of the point of this is like like the the standards for heaven are explicit
0: yeah absolutely so that kind of wraps this one you know um uh, i think the big things for me on this if i just highlight them again real quick you know god accepts everyone mm-hmm. but um only you know fewer many are called fewer chosen mm-hmm. that's based on whether or not they choose inclusion with christ mm-hmm. god's judgment is swift and it is real mm-hmm. and it will happen and ultimately just because you can choose not to go to the feast doesn't mean you're free of the consequence... 100 ...of not going. Right. You know, so you, God gives you the right to choose not to be there. Yeah. But that means you are in the dark. Right. So uh, so that's, those were the things that stood out to me, and, and that was... And please don't murder or shame... <clears throat> Yeah, please, God servants, because oh Lord. Well, because that's us, and I don't want to be murdered. Or <laughs> yeah, because <sin. laughs> I don't want to be in that city when that happens. <laughs> right. yeah. I, don't be, yeah. I don't want to be collateral yeah. damage. Yeah, no, right. yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. Oh goodness. All right, so Tommy, me next. We're gonna go head on uh, to you and uh, go ahead. Yeah. So. Uh, the uh, the
2: parable that I chose is in Matthew chapter twenty five, beginning in verse fourteen. And so this is it, it'd be called a couple of different things. That this in and so I'm reading in the NIV. This is what I grew up with. So you know, spare me forgiveness. That's good. Um, and and so the, in this it calls it the parable of the bags of gold. Mm-hmm. In some places you hear it called the talents. There several different translations call them different things. Um, uh, but the that the story is the same. So it begins chapter twenty five begins in verse fourteen. Says again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who would receive five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who would receive one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. This kind of ends the same way as, uh, yeah, <laughs> as Tim's all about love today. and um, you guys pick some brutal yeah, ones. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Mm. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless service outside... Into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. That is literally how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's. It's almost like the same guy told this.
0: These right. Stories. It's crazy. It really yeah. It's, it's crazy. This, this guy that was all about love, he's talking about weeping, <laughs> gnashing, right. 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 Of right. weeping and gnashing. throwing people out. Weeping and uh, gnashing. Someone's going to need a dentist after any of this. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so you know, there's 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 several things that I like. This is kind of the the parable that I I think about the most often, and the the main reason is kind of later on, but we'll start kind of like you you said, Tim, we'll kind of try to go through it, you know, verse by verse. But um, it, it starts with obviously you have a, you have a man who has fairly decent wealth, he's got gold, he's got gold to share, and he has at least three servants. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and so, he he gives one of them five, one of them two, and one of them one. Mm-hmm. And it says, each according to his ability. And I think that, you know, you, you hear often, I think we say a lot that God's not going to give you more than you can handle, mm-hmm. you know, which is not in the Bible. That right. That's not a biblical right. verse. And so, and this is probably where a lot of people get that from. You know, God's not going to. He gave what is according to their ability, right? And and so, in 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 reality, that's not really true. God does give you more than you can handle, and you have to let God take care of the rest. Sure, it's not it's right. it's not all you that does the work. It's God. Um, but and so you know the 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 one thing that I that I like when they in the version that calls the talents, obviously. Our word for talent is different than what a talent was back then right obviously now we think of a talent as a a gift a skill or right. something that you're good at um, obviously back then it was a as a type of um, currency right or an amount of currency but it's I like it when it calls talent because it's easier to recognize and correlate to what this is really talking about is that he's talking about God each one gives us gifts right each one gives us talents he gives us uh-huh. you know the fruits that he gives he gives each according to their ability right. and i think that's the other thing that we have to make sure that we remember is that god also gives us the ability too, you know he, he he gives if you know he gives those that are capable for five he gives them five he gives them two and and so so on and so forth um and so you know he goes off and the man that had five bags and the man that had two bags they put them to work, and they they doubled their basically they doubled the, the double the man's investment. Right, um, and this is really my favorite part of this parable. This is really why I like this parable. So, after the man to the man that created or earned five bags of gold, uh-huh. and the man that create that earned two bags of gold, the master said the exact same thing. Right. Yes. So, you know, he says to to the guy that earned five, the master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Mm -hmm. And that's verse 21. In verse 23, he's talking to the guy that had two. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And, you know, in, in today's culture, we, 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 so often we relate worth to what people are capable of doing and what Mm -hmm. people doing, you know, you look at the, the Billy Grahams and the Rick Warrens and like, Oh, there's so much, you know, they're, they're going to get such a nice sheet in heaven as opposed to me. I'm just going to get, you know, I've been working at my little church here for whatever. But according to the master, they get the same reward Mm -hmm. because they did what they could do with what they were given. Right. Right. And I think that that is, that is the key is that, to me, when we're relating this into to our lives, mm-hmm. each one of us is given get certain gifts by God, some different than the others and some more than the others. And our job is to do what God has given us and to put it to work right. and to double it, to spread the gospel, to, to, to spread Jesus Christ's name. Right. And it, so if you, if you do what you do, we're supposed to do with what God has given you, you get you. God tells you, "Well done, good and faithful servant," and you share in the master's happiness. Right, right. There's there is no
1: difference in what the guy that had five and the guy that had two. Right, and I think there's part of part of this too, which is kind of cool, is there's also kind of like a, a underlying commentary on like the danger of comparison, right? Like he starts the whole thing off by saying they were given, so the one who was given five, the one who was given two, the one who, they were all given according to their ability, right? So I think there's a danger where when you say, you look at a Billy Graham and you say, oh man, like a pastor, I'll put myself in that position. Like you look at it, you say, oh man, I wish I had a church like Rick Warren's. Yeah. No, you don't. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like I mean, like I, I, I'm just saying, like, and maybe there are some people out there who do, and maybe that's because that's their, that's their talent level. Yeah. But like, and that's not a bad thing. Like, you know, I, I think that that's the thing is a lot of us we look at success in numerical worldly terms, but right. that's not how this scripture sets up success. Success is is doing what you have been given, doing the best with what you've been given. And so I think that there's a really cool kind of, like you just said, it's the same reward, yeah. even though the one brought in three less, well, technically what he doubled it. So four. So that's well, doing the math here. Six. I'm sorry. I had yeah. to do Yeah, <laughs> not my strong suit. He brought in six less talents, but yet he still, Gets the same reward. Why? Yeah. Because he wasn't about the comparison. He was about the work. And, I, and I, so I just, I love how that starts off.
0: You know, uh, it's interesting too, when he talks to the servant who buried the gold, he basically says, it would have been better if you had put this in the bank and earned interest right. off it. Right. Now that's going to be like a 0.001% interest on one piece of gold. Right. Right. <laughs> but yet he would have accepted that. Right. Yeah. Right, hundred right. percent. Yeah, he's
2: actually losing power purchasing power because he's not keeping up with inflation.
0: That's right. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's smoking like a real investor. Yeah. Tells us, yeah. us what you do for the Yeah. Time. <laughs> uh, right. So yeah, I I, I love that. Um, it's because it's, it's not about doing the most; it's about doing what you were called to do. Right. Right. And I think that's something that, like, so when I when I hear this, I when I think about the talents or what's given to them. I don't think about it in a sense of uh although I, I think this it was an acceptable um analogy, but like sometimes I think about this in the concept of he gave them a calling. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure, right? sure. One of the things you notice is that they all returned what they were given. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So they didn't get these like enormous sums or right. it was all It was all identical to what they were given, right? So I think when I when I try to apply that to my life, like I could, (laughs) okay, I know this is going to sound, I could totally do Rick Warren's church, right? I could I could totally do that, right? You know, like if you're hearing me and you're 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 probably laughing at that right now, and that's totally (laughs) fine. I totally get it, right? But I know that I'm capable of all things, and I'm capable in any situation God puts me in, right? Sure, sure. I could do that. That's not necessarily what I was called to, though.
1: A hundred percent.
0: There are a lot of people who could do that. Uh huh. You know, just because somebody isn't doing something doesn't mean they're not capable of it, right? You know, but is it what you were called to, mm-hmm. right? And you have to be, you have to be willing to say, "I'm okay getting the two talents." A hundred percent. I'm okay doing this because this is what God needs from me. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. You and I knew this guy um, who we used to work with him at a retail store, and he was a. We've talked about it before. He was a pastor, and, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he, he worked with us, and then he was a pastor. Right, right, right. And at one of the churches he was at, he he told us these stories. He was like, "Man, that, that church did not things did not go well." He was a pastor of a church. He was like, right, did "I not remember go this, well. yeah, yeah." He goes, "But that's where Mercy Me met." Yeah. Oh wow. You know, yeah. and they met at his church and like the two founding members were introduced there.
1: And the joke was that he, we told him he created that. Yeah. You're responsible for mercy yeah, me. Man, I can't believe you. Would know? you,
0: you remember when you started mercy me? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, obviously he didn't take credit for it. No, he didn't. Yeah. But he, but I, he sincerely said to me one time, he was like, if me being involved in this church, if me pastoring this church and starting this church, um, you know, had, had, any part to play in the ministry that mercy meeting became. Right. He goes, then all of the pain of it, all of the suffering of it, 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 all of the issues of it was worth it Mm -hmm. because God took the one little thing and made it something much bigger. Right. Right. He was content to say, I played my part. Mm -hmm. It didn't, I didn't have to be Mr. Five talents. I didn't have to be Mr. Two talents. He was Okay getting the Mm -hmm. return of his investment at the zero zero one percent with the bank you know sure sure and because he did what god called him to do right oftentimes we are afraid like this last guy because we're afraid we're not going to get the return that we think 100% God wants, right? Yeah, right. But we don't know the return that God wants us to get. Right, right. We just know the calling that He's given us.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and and so as it as it goes on here, you know, it taught, He He says the one that He gave one, He hit it, mm-hmm. and and I think that it's important to remember. and I hadn't thought about this until I was kind of going back through this and preparing mm-hmm. for this. When when they return when when they return back yeah. the the pairs, oh, and I wanted to take notes. now. yeah, no, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, when <laughs> when they when they return back when the when the master comes back and and they return they basically they're saying to him here is what I did with what you gave me mm-hmm. because yeah. when you think about it the the master didn't give wasn't it wasn't their gold it right. wasn't the servant he didn't give them that gold uh-huh. this is yours now right it was basically he was leaving and he wanted them to watch over it mm-hmm. you know and so this, basically when you, they said, here is what I have done with what you gave me. Mm-hmm. And you had this one guy that not only did he not do anything, he hit it. Right. And, you know, that was really reading back through that. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to think about because when you think about this, if we're not using what God has created us to do, if we're not using our gifts, we're literally hiding what what he gave us yeah. and and when you th- and and to, and it's it's really powerful to think that the gifts that God gave you the 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 talents, the gifts the whatever it is, if you still if you think of those as gods mm-hmm. for you to use, it really changes things it, because right. you think about, wow, I am not doing with God what for God what God gave me you right. know we kind of think, oh yeah, this is whether it be music or whether it be preaching or whether it be administration or all of those things like yeah I'm good at that but uh, I don't really want to do that with it right but when you
1: think about it like that is God's gift that he gave you for for that well and just to take it a step further like think about it this way like yeah okay so there's a lot of people we'll say out there who are probably Listening or watching or doing whatever, and they're like, oh man, I don't think I'm doing anything for God. The specific of that though is that God gave them those talents, not for their sake, like you said, but for the sake of growing, let's just say, God's kingdom. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so I think there's a flip side to this too, that let's take it a step further. There are some people who aren't using their gifts for God's kingdom but they're using God's gifts for themselves. And let me explain what I mean by that. Like, um, I think a really good example of this in my personal life was like, I've been gifted with, um, a pretty, I'm, I've, I grew up in a musical family. I love music. I have a pretty good ear. Um, and so music has always been a part of my life. And I, I think I have a gift. I can play almost any instrument. I can, I just can kind of like, it's just a kind of little skill I have. And, um, I was telling Tim and I think we might even talked about this at one point in time on the podcast, but like, there was a point in time, as we know, I was in a pretty awesome rock band and, you know, pretty cool, you know, cool dude. Um, No, but there's a time when humble. I'm so humble, so humble, Keith's success success, is humility. Um, But, but so I was in this band and it was getting bigger and we were on a label and we were touring and it was all this stuff. And, you know, I'm, I don't, and, you know, I got called into ministry and I got called, you know, my life went a completely different way. And I left all of that. Um, and, you know, people ask me all the time, like, are you going to start another band? Are you going to get in another band? And like Tim and I were talking and I was like, you know, there's a part of me now that's like, I was, a, that was God's gift to me. And I was using it to propel my own agenda, my name, my my fame, you know, and I think that that's the, there's, there's people who hide their talents, but then there's also people who take God's talents and then invest them in ways to manipulate the system for themselves. Right. You know, so it's like, for example, like let's give a hype, like you're really good at making money or you're really good at X, Y, and Z, Uh but you don't use that to help God's kingdom. You use that to help yourself. Like uh, there's, there are people out there um, that say, well, you know, I am using God's talent. Yeah, but not to build the kingdom. And I think that that's the difference between your parable and where people are in their lives is that a lot of times we take what God has given us. We don't use it to grow God's kingdom. We use it to grow ourselves, but we mistakenly think, well, yeah, God, I used, I used your gift. You gave me, you know, you gave me a a great, the ability to speak, but I didn't speak on your behalf, you know, or to grow your kingdom. I used it to become X, Y, and Z, you know? And I think you both probably can speak to that because you walk, you, you have to walk that fine line of like, how do I use my gift Uh and for God's kingdom, but also how do I make, you know, I'm, I'm spoiled in the aspect of having a pastor, right? So this is my job. You guys have to walk that back and forth of like, I have a job and I have a career, but then I also have God's... So how do my career translate? And I think you guys... I mean, you do that here.
0: I love that juxtaposition. We have jobs and careers, You, but you're just a... Pastor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do real work. Okay, guys, right. yeah, I mean, you guys do real... You <laughs> said guys, it, not yeah, You guys yeah. do real work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, get, I get what uh, you're saying, though. Like, that is something that... You know, when you're sitting in the pews and you got to work 40 hours a week and and then have your family and do all those things on top of that. And the right. pastor's like, come on, guys, you need to right. get out there and use your talents for the gift of God. It's like, well, that's great, but like, uh, I go to a secular job every day. And if I talk about that, I'm going to get <laughs> right. fired. Right. Right. Do you see the problem with what I just said, though? Sure, 100%. Like, like if I go do this, I'm going to lose what I have. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is that. God will not protect me God will not take care of my sure, family. sure I have to do it on my own sure with the talents that he gave me right 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 and, or or ignore the talents that he gave me in order to live right 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 I think this is something that um you know when God calls you into his kingdom when you when you enter the kingdom of heaven you know I'm not talking about you know going to heaven mm-hmm. but when you when you're in the kingdom of God right and you're saved you give your heart to him, it's not a situation where you just won the lottery and everything's taken care of. Right, right. You're enlisted. 100%, you know, yeah. and, and you have a calling to do on his behalf. Right. Right? And you should have the peace of God in knowing that whatever happens when you go do that, mm-hmm. that he is in charge of the return. Right. He is in charge of the of the harvest of that, right. not you. Right. And yeah. so you don't have to bury these things out of fear that you're going to lose it all because when you bury it out of fear that you lose it all that's when you lose it all 100% well and and
1: God even gives an out right i mean like i and i think this is funny like god says even if you would have put it in the bank and you know the 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 financial advisor whiz over here you know he <laughs> he says like yeah it, it, i mean yeah the return is low but like let's translate that if you're one of those people who's saying like oh but like i can't right i can't because if i if i mention jesus at my work I'll be like, I'll, I'll, and then I want I got a family, I got a house. I got it. You know, if I start talking about Jesus, like, or the way that the pastor is telling me to talk about Jesus, well, that's where God gives you that out and says, well, that's, that's cool. Invest in the, invest in the church, right? Just so maybe invest in the king, like invest in the kingdom here, you know, I mean, in your local church or in another, you know, and he gives you the out of saying like, you don't, well, you don't have to invest. You keep saying that.
0: Creative yourself. God doesn't give you an out, no Yeah, that's true. From your calling. A hundred percent. Right? Right. But he may call you to do something other than what he calls somebody else to do. A hundred percent, yeah. So like for Tommy, it might be all right for him to just invest his money into the church. Right. So that the church can do more with it. Right. But somebody in the church is going to have to do something with it. Right. And God might be calling me, even though Tommy and I are in the same situations where we work a real job. Real job, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> God might be calling me. And saying, you need to speak up where you're at. Sure. Because the people around you don't know who I am. Right. And and so now I need to go be that voice, be that minister, or let's just make it simpler.
1: Start a podcast. Yeah, start a
0: podcast. <laughs> God, God might say, I might be at work one day and God might say, that person over there is struggling financially. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, and his tire, this is a true story. About him. <laughs> oh, very cool. And his tire, he just lost his tire and he's freaking out about mm-hmm. it. You know, um, give him money for his tire. Mm. Yeah. And, and I had to go, um, this was, this was Danimal by the way. Oh, very cool. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, very I, cool. <laughs> and so like he was near tears at this point. Sure. And I walked up to him and was like, here's a hundred dollars. And he was like, what are you doing this for? I was like, I know that you're stressed. I know that you're this. And at that point, I had to make a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't enough to just give him the $100. Sure. Yeah. It was... That wasn't the call. He was like, well, thanks, man. I was like, well, I want you to know that I didn't do this because I, I wanted to. to give you $100. <laughs> Not that I don't want to help you out. Mm-hmm. But I really believe God wanted me to give this to you because he wanted you to know that he loves you. Sure. Yeah. So I hope that you take this and understand that he'll be your provision. Sure. And, and the, he was the like, why
2: is as important as a hundred percent right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Now, I mean, he was super gracious about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, he's gone his own way. He doesn't he sure. doesn't follow Christ, but he was he understood what I was saying. He was willing to hear it. Sure. I'm not responsible for what he does next.
1: Right. Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: You know, I'm only responsible to do what God told me to do. And here's the truth: He could have walked into an office sure. and been like. This dude out here is telling me is trying to proselytize <laughs> me while right, we're on the clock, right, right, yeah. and I could have got in trouble, right. and potentially terminated, right, right. And that's the that's the, the thing that I have to face in my head when when that sure. situation arose. So and then you
1: just take your hundred dollars back. You'd be like,
0: I'll take that back. Take that back.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah, I just yeah. lost my job. I'm in a hard yeah, job, yeah, place yeah. here. Yeah. You got hundred dollars <laughs> you can spare <laughs> right. me.
0: But I have to be willing to say that you know God is gonna take care of me if that's the case. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: no, you don't have, like, there is no, like, you're not allowed, like, there is no out in your calling. Like, that's, that. if there was truly an out, you could bury your talent and God wouldn't, there would be no repercussions. But like, that's right. not the, the, the the case is that if God calls you to do something, no matter how big or small it is, do it. And let, and I think you, you just nailed the nail on the head. Let him worry about the consequences. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. And it's, it's so fitting that he, he said, you know, I, I did this because I was afraid right. because I mean, that's 98% of the reason why people don't do, Absolutely. don't do certain things. Right. That, I mean, the, the number of times that, that I've been, you know, I feel like God leading me one way or another. And I, I was afraid of, I, I didn't do it out of fear because of this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, you do that out of fear. You mm-hmm. don't do it out of fear. And then but look what you're losing, you know. Look right. what you're missing out on by by
0: having that fear. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, first you you would be afraid, and yeah. then you would be petrified.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, stay on. Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it.
0: Yeah. Ooh, okay. change those stupid
1: locks. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? I will survive. Yeah. yeah that that is, okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what is the song, man? I was like I got the reference, but I could not remember the song. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know and I, and I think the 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 important
2: part here um is, is at the end where in verse 29 it says for whoever so basically the the master he takes that one bag of mm-hmm. gold that he gave to that that the the, the one guy and he gave right. it to the one that had the most. Right. Um which which by the way this is a really small thing, but this shows you how well the master knows his people 100. because it wasn't, because he didn't give the, it wasn't the guy that he gave five that hit it. Yeah. He knew that this guy is the, is most likely to do something with this yeah. or not doing something. So he's the closer. Yeah, <laughs> he's the <a> closer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. He gets <is laughs> coffee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, but verse 29 says for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless service outside and into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It, you know, it's, it just shows you that the more that we do with God's gifts, the more he will give us and the more that we can do with that. And the more that we can do with that, you know, if you, if we show him that we can do the little things, he'll give us the big things. You Mm -hmm. know, Rick Warden, Rick Warren's church didn't start with 8 million people in it. It it started small and he led 10 people and then 20 people and then 50. And then, and and it grew because he was faithful with a little thing. And it just took, some could say he had a purpose
1: driven life.
0: He he really did. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> he really <laughs> he sure did. Isn't that on? Isn't that sitting I right told there? Him,
0: hey, I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he's on the outs now because he went complimentary. I know or he went. Egalitarian.
1: He got He Yeah, he did. I know those Baptists. That's, they didn't like it. They did not. I like don't
0: know that. if that's right. Is
1: that where he's from? Part of it was of it was, was some so Baptist, Baptist
0: yeah. convention. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God bless all of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's right.
0: That's great, but I think what's neat too is it ends the same way that the last parable ended. Yeah, which is is essentially to say, if you don't want to, if you are going to choose to not participate in the kingdom, you are going to be thrown out of the kingdom. Yeah, you, the
2: the punishment is the same as whether you do that or you. I mean, you literally don't. You know, you don't even come prepared. You don't even right. accept Christ.
1: Yep, your teeth will be gnashed. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's actually a pretty good segue. Mine's not nearly as brutal as yours, but but there's actually <laughs> well, you, really
0: You well, we, have a much different temperament.
1: I, you know, yeah, I'm not as metal. Kind of more like a, you know, mellow. You're
0: way more metal than I am. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, you know, I'm more like easy I mean, listening. We kind of have a progression of metal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was, for a for little sure. super metal, brutal. We are sitting in beer pretty brutal, pretty brutal, <laughs> and then not so brutal here. Um, yeah. So so the 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 one I went with, strangely enough, is in Matthew. So we've gone all through Matthew. There are parables in other parts of the Bible, um, but it Matthew it does have the most in it. So yeah, it, it does. So, so, in. so I, the parable that I picked, and it's one I like, and I think it's actually funny because we kind of already started talking about this, so it's kind of cool because we didn't plan this. Um, is the parable of the sower? It's a very popular parable. I mean, a lot of people have probably heard it. Um, I'll read it. It's, it's Mark 13 or not Mark, it's <laughs> Matthew 13. I told him it's a <laughs> He's Matthew not even, in, not even in the right. It's in Matthew 13 uh, and it uh, begins in verse one and we're going to go to verse eight. And so here's what it says. It says that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat behind the sea beside the sea and a great crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables saying, a sower went out to sow and as he sowed, some seeds fell along a path and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds quickly fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprung up since they had no depths of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched and since they had no root, they withered away other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them out. And yet other seeds still fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. And I kind of like how it does end in verse nine, but he says, he who has ears, let him hear. Um, (laughs) So I think, you know, there's a lot of ways we can go with this parable. I think a lot of people have probably heard the slant, which is let's talk about each type of soil that the seed is thrown in. And we can, we can talk about that, but I think kind of along the lines of what we were just talking about, I think there's something really interesting. I like this parable partly because first off, this is one of Jesus's kind of first forays publicly with parables. And it's kind of the one he starts with. And I think a lot of times we associate this with, oh, you know, um, we, we're, we're, we associate we're the soil, right? We're, we're the, we're the seed trying to grow in the soil. And so sure. what soil are we in? You know, are we in good soil? Are we growing? Are we getting choked out by things? But I also think what's kind of interesting about this one is this is the one that Jesus chooses to start with. I think because he's setting the tone. I think he's setting the tone for his followers. To, and this is what I, it's kind of the, the moral of the, the parable for me is Jesus This is about the sower, not about the seed. The sower throws, the sower's the subject. He throws the seed. He's the one doing things. And I think what's so interesting in this is the point of the parable is throw seed, Yes. Like it, it's that, that's it. The, the, we can talk about the soil. And, and I mean, and those are all, I mean, you can, parables are great. Cause you can, you can really till <laughs> no pun intended, but you can really till deep into that and, and, and kind of get it. But, but I love this idea of the parable. The moral of the parable is get out there and throw seeds, but not all your seeds that you throw are going to grow. And I think it's interesting based on kind of what we've already been talking about mm-hmm. is I think a lot of times in our Christian faith, and I want to hear you guys' perspectives on this we don't throw seeds because we judge the soil before we throw it. Yeah. I mean talk I I, I, I mean in your guys' personal life because you guys have real jobs. Um you know like <laughs> h- how many times do you think like before you like for example when you said you said kind of you're going to get this guy 100 like what did what went through your mind when you said that? Like were you just like okay cool like i'm just going to throw the seed or was there and if you were hey great that's your holy awesome. You know but if not yeah. like kind of talk about that
0: a little bit. Well this particular guy was a deconstructionist before that was a thing yeah he was right? he was hip like he was one of those early kind of guys that you know he would been he had been heavy in the youth group but then he went off to college right and was like i'm a little too smart for this now i'm a little too cool for this this stop me if this yeah. sounds familiar <laughs> uh, was this me
3: did you give me a hundred
0: dollars no it was a different guy <laughs> different guy uh kind of goes through that whole phase of and, and so then so then he starts kind of living the, his life the way he wants to right which leads to him kind of going in all these other directions. Right. And and in my mind he got to a point where he couldn't he felt like he couldn't turn back at at all. Right. And and maybe he didn't want to turn back at all. Sure. But like he really was into what he was into. Right. You know. And um and I'm not going to go too much into those details but um but he was a he was a kind guy, he was a nice guy. He was the kind of person that was was like see this is evidence you can be a good person without Jesus. Right. Thing. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's not what it's about. And, right. And also you're not as good as you think you are. Right, right. Yeah. You know?
1: And where's your definition of good coming from? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've
0: got some holes here we need but to talk yeah, about. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's let's define some terms. <laughs> uh, so you know. So like when that's coming up, here's a guy that I know has Christian experiences. Right. Has done some study, although it's probably surface level. Right. And has determined that it's folly and that he doesn't want to follow it. Right. He's not against the fit me. I know he's not against me for following it, but in my experience, is when you confront somebody mm-hmm. and say God told me this or God said this, and they don't believe that God does that, right, right, right it it can expose them. Sure. And they or they feel exposed. Or they feel mm-hmm. like you're trying to put them in a in a position that they don't agree with. Right. 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 Oh, I don't need your God's pity, or I don't need this, or I don't. You know, like whoa, 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 God didn't talk to you about it. Sure, sure. You know, and now, so when I'm walking into that, this is exactly what I'm thinking is, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a conversation in this back hallway (laughs) while we're on the clock. Right. And we're supposed to be working where I'm trying to defend the faith... (laughs) Because I wanted to bless somebody, and <laughs> right. it wasn't even me who wanted to do it. Right, 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 like, right. Yeah, <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong; it's not that I don't want to bless people. Sure, sure, sure. You know, but you have all those things that go through your head. Well, what if I need this hundred dollars? Right, sure, sure, sure. You know, like, and that's my money; I worked for it. Right, right? you know, I'm a good capitalist. So, <laughs> 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 right, like, why should he get it? Right. You know, uh, but it's because that's God wanted him to be blessed in that moment. God wanted that seed to be throne. Right. You know, and and so I had to make that choice of like, okay, I'm going to have to trust the Holy Spirit. Right. to have this conversation and to do this. And uh what often would happen in situations like that cuz there were he's not the only person that well, he is the only person I remember giving $100. I, man, I don't
1: remember you throwing hundreds around like that. Well, I, I wasn't letting people I would have stayed know. there. I would have stayed there much longer if I knew you yeah, were tossing, I, I, yeah. tossing hundos out. I, yeah. Next <laughs> time I have a car problem. So yeah, I know that's right. right. Yeah.
0: But there were times, there were times where we get into conversations with people who wanted to tell me that they didn't believe in God, and this is why. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, yeah. And, and this was where my first like foray into the Council of Nicaea came. Right, right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> they had a guy that w- that I was working with there that was like... Well you know, you know, that the uh, you know Constantine, yeah. Just yeah, Constantine just, Bible. He started like, all this and yeah, yeah, and like this is all you know, and what would what it would end up happening is I would have to excuse myself from the conversation and be like, you know, I think I don't know if this is the right time for this. Sure, but, sure. But you know, maybe later we can connect. Oftentimes I sure. wouldn't want to. Sure. I know with that guy I actually just went and did a bunch of research and came back and like emailed it to him and was like, hey, you were talking about the Council of Nicaea. I just wanted to set a few things straight, right. let you know, like, this is what happened, this is what happened, this is what happened. Right. So, like the things that you said didn't weren't true. I just thought you would want to know for the sake of truth, since that was so important. <laughs> sure, to sure. You. Sure. You yeah. Know, yeah. Right. Kind of thing. But like those were uncomfortable conversations. Right. And especially when you have to work with somebody every day. A hundred percent. You you don't want to ruin those relationships. Right. Um, and wow, how selfish does that sound? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to be uncomfortable, right? because I had the audacity to tell somebody about salvation or about God, or- right. Hope for their soul. I would much rather they die and go to hell than be uncomfortable. <laughs> you're right. And like, I know how that sounds. You right. know, I had the youth pastor that used to tell us that our friends' blood was on our hands, you know. Oh, dang. Yeah, like well, don't, don't brutal, metal, yeah, no wonder you're so mad, bro. Dang, right. dude. <laughs> right. Very, like, which is a very like legalistic thing to say. Sure, sure. Um, but like I get why he said it. Sure, you sure. Know, as I look back on that, I understand why you went that direction with it, but but that, that, like, all those things go through your head. Right. And
1: that's, and I think that so often that prevents you from, like, or, or, or causes you to second guess throwing that
0: seed. Well, like first you become afraid and then you become petrified. petrified. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Right. And, and, and so I think, like, you know, in those cases, like, and I think so many of us, like, we, we, ju- we judge the soil. And sometimes we're, we're, our judgment of the soil is 100% correct. Like, I know I am throwing this on the ground, and this oil is going to fall on the cement, and this, the birds are going to take it away. Yeah. I know it, but that's not the, 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 like, you you read this parable, and you're like, man, that sower is, like, stupid. Like, what a wasteful farmer. Yeah. But that's not, if we put all of these parables in the context, this is a God who wants everyone. Yes. And wants to give everyone the chance. hmm now, whether the seed grows or not, it's not up to you. It, but you still got to throw it. I mean, and, and I know, I know you—you've you, probably dealt with this too, because obviously you have a real job as well. <laughs> um, but but I think that there's like everybody expects me to throw a seed. Mm-hmm. I'm a pastor.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the, they see the seeds coming. Like I'm the seed man, you when, know, when people find out what you do, when they're like, so what do you do for a living? And you're like, I'm a pastor. It's almost like they put their hands out. A hundred percent. They put their beer down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, when they hear I'm a pastor, usually what they do is like,
1: they try to tell me why their soil is not good. Like, you know, they're like, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Like, you know, I, I go to church probably once. I know I need to go more. I'm like, uh, I, like the sower didn't tend to the soil. Right. He tended to the seed. And I and I think, though, so people
0: anticipate me oh. throwing them. That's, you know, that's pretty astute on their part, though. Sure. If, if you think about it, they realize that they're not tending to their soil. Right. You know? And, right. But what they're misunderstanding is they think that makes them unworthy of the seed. Uh, and that's
1: and that's part of the parable, is he still throws it. He throws it everywhere. And so, you know, I think in your, your position, you know, both of you obviously having these real jobs, I, I would say do, let me ask you this question. Do you feel like when God says, Hey, say like, what happens? Like when God says, say this, like, what are the, what are your responses? Like, you know, like he said, you, you sometimes, but have you ever gotten the responses of, of Tim's parable of like shame and like, like, Oh, I can't believe you, you know, like you believe that, or that's like really stupid or like, you know, I love people who, who say like, they go to people and they're like, oh, hey, you know, this sounds crazy. But God told me you just set up that God is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to soften the like, hey, I know this sounds completely off the wall, but like God told me to do this. And, and now the person like is like, oh, so you're, you're crazy. I mean, it's, it's like, what is your experience? Well, I, you know, I think, I think you said it, you said it best. It is,
2: It it's not up to us. What happens with it once we plant it? Right. You know it. It, it because you know I mean we, this is kind of a whole topic for a whole other podcast. But mm. it's up to the person to make the decision to give their life to Christ or not. Right. You know I I can't I can't get somebody into heaven. They right. have to make that decision for themselves. They have to choose to get baptized. All all of that thing. Right. And my my job is is just to show them. Right. Yeah. And um you know if if you're talking about relating it to to what I do. Right. You know. as as a, as a financial advisor now, you know, obviously a big part of my job is just getting new clients and bringing in new people. And, and so there's an element of sales to it. I I don't consider myself a salesman, but I did that in my previous job as a sport. I, I sold sporting goods. Right. And you know, one of the things that I learned in that, and I still have to learn, and there's two ways of looking at this one. If, if, if I see somebody that I don't know and I, I, I feel like I should ask them like, hey, do you have a financial advisor or mm-hmm. have you ever taught do you have life insurance? do you have all all of these things? Right. you know because when I hear somebody's like, oh I th- there's there's certain things that I'm always looking for somebody's like they just got married or they just had kids like right sure they need life insurance sure. you know because it, because of transition times in their life right. if you lose if you go to, go to a new job, you might have an old 401k that you want to do something you know there's right. there's things and so there's always and so so often, and so my job is to ask them, is to put that out there, is right, right. to, to kind of take a leap and and bring that up. Right. And so often I decide not to because I think, well they're not going to want to, right. They, they, I'm sure they already have an advisor. Right. They, the, and so basically I turn my own self down before I even give the, give them sure. the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I don't give them the opportunity, you know, so the thing that I always have to remember and are the thing that our leaders are, give them the opportunity to turn you down. Right.
1: Right. Right. You yeah. know,
2: and, and the same thing when, when I was talking in, if I, if I recommend something or, you know, my, in, whether it's, if I look at something and Hey, here you go. and, and I know it's expensive right. and I'm worried that they're like, well, oh, it's going to be, and I'm worried that they're probably not going to want to do this because it's too expensive. Right. It's still my job to show them. It's still right. my, I still have to show them and recommend it and whatever. Let, and I have to let them tell me that it's too expensive or right. I have to let them because I'm not going to make the sale. I'm not going to do whatever if I don't show it to them, if I right. don't explain it to them, if I don't show them why they need it. Um, and so, so, uh, so I have to remember that, my job is is to go out and to to tell people, you know, what, what, what it is they need, the benefit that I can bring them, and, right. and the value that I can bring them, and it's up to them
1: to tell me no, you know? Yeah. It's funny you say that, because as you were talking, I was kind of like, I was kind of thinking, it's kind of weird, just bear with me here. But it's almost kind of like, in this parable, Jesus is almost like having a, like, sales conference with his, his salesmen. You know what I mean? Like, like he's got his disciples there. right? Right. And they're all sitting there. And, and, and this is one of the early ones where he's standing on a boat and there's a group of people around and these are his very early followers. And he's kind of telling them the same thing you just said, let them reject me. Yeah. you don't, don't judge them. Mm-hmm. Let them, and I mean, and we can, we can go the whole opposite direction and say, you know, okay, there's, there's different, the, the soil and what soil are we, are we the, you know, like I said, and we can go that route and we, we can talk about that if we want to. But I love this idea of, I think so often we read this and we fail to see that God is telling us, go out and throw seeds.
2: Yeah. It's, it's an, it's a numbers game. I mean, in, in, when it comes to when, when I'm looking at, you know, setting appointments with new people and new prospects right. or whatever, you know, a lot of it has to do with over the phone because they're so regulated in how we do it. And so, you know, I, I know that if I sit down, I might have to make 40 calls right. just to set one or two appointments, right. you know, and, but I know that if I do that, I'll set, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll I'll get that out of it. Sure. But I know that I have to scatter that many seeds. Right. And, and I also don't know who's going to answer the phone. I don't know who's going to say yes. Right. All I can control Mm -hmm. is making the call.
1: Exactly right.
2: You know, and and so they tell us control what you can control. Mm -hmm. All I can control is making the call and, if they don't pick up then i move on to the next one right. or if they say no then i move on to the next one but if i don't make the call i'm not going to get the business right if you don't tell somebody about christ and god has told you to tell them right who else is going to you know right. there, there's a reason that god told you to tell them about christ right. because there's not somebody after you right. you right. know right. or that, that that's what, that's part of how god plans it out right. and they're they're not going they're not going to come to church if you don't invite them. Right. They're not going to, um, right, you know, the, whatever
0: if you don't if you if you don't tell them. It's um, the scripture
1: that says like, how will they hear if no one preaches? Exactly. How will they, you know.
0: Right. I, I think one of the things too you have to I think that people fall into this trap of too is like, well, did God did God tell me to tell them specifically? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And did God tell me to tell them this? And I think you know, like, there is some truth in that. Like, sure. God isn't necessarily saying you should be on a street corner every day right. with a the end is nigh sign right. and yeah. a bullhorn right. saying repent for the Lord is coming back. Right. You know, but he has asked you to be holy as God is holy. Right. And you know, Tommy and I talked about this recently. Like when he says that, he says, be set apart. Right. You know, and like one of the things that's easy to do in that sense is to say, you know what I'm gonna do, Brandon? I'm mm. gonna show people with the way I live, yeah, how to be the appropriate soil. Right, right, right. And when they see me be the appropriate soil, mm-hmm. they'll come asking for a seed and they'll wanna know what's different right. about you, Brandon. Right, right. Look, there's a kernel of truth in that. Sure. And we should be tending to our soil and we should be, but what that what oftentimes people do in that situation is that's who they are. Behind closed doors, right, right, <laughs> yeah. You're not telling people how you're keeping your right. soil neat and clean when you're out. And well, about, they're a pot, and they're just right? kind of off in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And this you is you don't know how
1: deep that soil. Yeah, is. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is
0: something that I struggle with, like consistently. Um, is you know, people will come and just have conversation with you, right? And my first thought will be something scriptural. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm trying to think of a good example of this, but like. You know, people will ask you, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, you might you might find this hard to believe, but I have a I kinda have a shtick, I kinda have a like a like a facade of who I am of being kinda slightly stoic, (laughs) a little Ron Swanson-ish. You know. Uh I know it's hard to believe. Uh but a real people pleaser. Right. (laughs) And it's like, well, you know, things would be fine if people weren't here. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, and like, I kind of wear them to sleep because you know what? It is funny. It gets a good laugh. Sure, sure, sure. You know what? It's not, it's not at all godly. Sure. You know, like, like, look, I'm not saying don't have a sense of humor. Sure. Right. But, at what point am I going to say, you know what? Uh, Honestly, I'm really anxious because my wife lost her job. Right. And we're trying to make it financially, but I know that God is going to take care of us. Right, 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 yeah. Right. And like, so many times, like that's what comes to mind. Sure, and I'd rather go with the joke. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and like saying the saying the thing about putting my faith in God. Sure, to get through hard times is not telling somebody they need to repent and come to Jesus. Right, but it's showing them that I have peace and difficulty. It's a seed, right, and yeah. that this is how God is helping me overcome anxiety. Right. Is by confessing with my mouth in front of strangers. Right. Or peers who don't believe in God. Right. You know, because I don't have friends. I only have peers. Right. You uh, <laughs> know, we know, only peers, only peers. Right. Only peers. <laughs> Sometimes acquaintances. Sometimes yeah. acquaintances. <laughs> you know, and, but, I'm, but I'm not willing to do that. Right. Because then it might open that conversation about... Right. That uncomfortable conversation about, you know... Oh, oh, you, oh, so you believe in? Oh, you're one of those, right? You know, and like, I most people in my life know that I'm a Christian, right? Right. Most people in my life know that I play on the band of church and that I sure. even record a podcast, right? Like, right. You know, yeah. we share it on the, on my face, my personal Facebook page, sure. so they have the opportunity to listen to this, right? So they know that I'm doing those things, but like, it doesn't make it any less difficult sometimes, sure. Because <laughs> it's like it's that guy that we were talking about earlier, right? When he left when he left the company that we were at, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm going to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm telling some people about it. Please yeah. don't tell people that I'm going to be a pastor because I don't want to have that conversation with them. Yep. Yep. I remember, you know? Yeah. and, uh, and we've told that story on here before, but like, it's just, I don't want to have that conversation because right. it makes me feel uncomfortable. Part of it too, is it makes me feel, it makes me feel un, in it makes me feel incapable. Mm. Um, because I am thinking that it's my talent yep. that's going to mm-hmm. do it. I am thinking right. that it's on me right. to work out their salvation right. And if I do this wrong, mm-hmm. not only could I lose my job right, not only could I get in trouble or lose a friend right, but they may reject Jesus Christ for the rest of their life right. And I don't want to be the guy that drove them away right, right, right. So, and well, and the
2: other thing that I think we often get guilty of is. We we plant that seed and we want it to germinate immediately. Right, and it, it and it sometimes some some seeds it takes five five days before right. some sprouts yeah. up, and some days some it takes. I mean, years. Sure, you know my so kind of an example of this. My my dad several years ago he planted like five redbud trees along his driveway, and we they were saplings, so they're like a foot tall, mm-hmm. and so we planted them all in the ground, and those things grew like six inches in four or five years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now they're like 15 feet tall right because they spent the first four five six years spreading roots right they were they were they were putting down roots so that when they do start to grow they have enough foundation to get all the nutrients in the soil that they need right and we didn't see that right we didn't see all of that that's happening through all that time Mm -hmm. but once that foundation was laid, once those roots were spread, man, those things grew like wild, like right. grew like wildfire. But so often we're not patient enough to understand the what's
1: going on in the roots, what's going on the, where we don't see it. And, yeah, and it's, it's like Paul says, right? Like, you know, uh, I planted a palace water, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. It, it, it's it's funny because I think a lot of times, too, we look at this, this metaphor or, or throwing seeds and we think we only throw one seed. Like I'll tell you, like <laughs> yeah, you know, like all right, I yeah. threw my one seed and that's it. Like I, I think a lot of times, like how I throw seeds is I throw a ton of seeds. Like and it's more like you're feeding the chickens. A hundred percent. Like yeah. I, so, I planted some grass in my front yard, like grass seed, because I had a couple bear patches, and I threw a ton. I mean, like an absurd amount. Some of it grew, some of it didn't. I still have some bear patches. I had to go back again and throw more seed. And I think like that's part of part of throwing seeds is it's not a one and done thing. I think what's really funny about this parable is if you really look at it, like from a pragmatic standpoint, where in the world is this sower at? He hits all those soils and he throws like this <laughs> is like, where is he standing? Like that is, he's that got is, a big, he's got good arms. He's good got, ours, got a great, honor, you know, like my gosh, <laughs> Nolan like Nolan Ryan back there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. How is he hitting all of these places? You know? And so, but I think that that just goes to show like God says, throw it all over the place. Mm-hmm, like, yeah, like absolutely. It, it, sometimes does that work. Sometimes it's in those kinds. And, and the seed doesn't have to be like you just said, the gospel. I mean, well, hold on. It does have to be the gospel, yeah. but it doesn't have to be. Let me <laughs> let me go back. It does have to be the gospel, but not the gospel we think, which is repent. You're going to hell,
0: right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Do you have a moment for me to share with you uh, about our Lord, exactly? Our yeah. <laughs> it,
1: the good the good news could simply be that my life. Is in turmoil right now, but I have peace in God. Yeah. That's good news.
0: You know, you and know? That, that's the one that always gets me. That's the one that always gets me is because people will walk up to me mm-hmm. and, and, and my everyday and say, What's the good news, Tim? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and my immediate thought is, Jesus Christ is <laughs> king. You're
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. That is the good news. And I'm always like, Oh, you know, (laughs) right.
1: (laughs) Well, well, and I think too, like, that's the other thing about this is I think we also have to be careful and we have to realize this, like Proverbs talks about like, well, not, it's not Proverbs. It's, it's, um, oh my gosh, not Song of Solomon. Is it Lamentations? What's? What's the one that there's a, there's a season for everything. My gosh, where is that? Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, yeah, Ecclesiastes I knew it was but <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where all is it? I was like, gotta, where is it, it we gotta it? turn, turn, turn. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Uh, it's Ecclesiastes, right? There's a, there's a season, there's a time to plant. There's a time. To, you know, and so I think too, like we, this is where all of these parables come into play because when you're living in the spirit, when you're, when you've got the covering of Christ on you and you throw that seed. You don't know what soil you're throwing on. You don't know what's going to happen, but you do know this, that God can do something with it. And that's why we throw the seed. And so so that's partly why I, you know, like I said, we can go into all of the different types of soil and who those Christians or people are. But like, I love this one because when you really just take Jesus for what he's saying, because he's talking to people who are like, what is he saying? Like when you really,
0: he's just telling us to go out. It's, and preach. Isn't this the one? It, I can't. I can never remember which one it is. But there's one where, like, the 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 apostles are like later. They're like, hey. What was he yeah, saying what were you? Yeah. What did you? <laughs> Can right. you explain that one to us again? Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and, and he and right after this, he, he goes, he it, like it gives us a whole explanation of like why Jesus teaches the way right. he teaches, like why that, parables. Yeah, that is. You know. So verse ten yeah.
2: says the disciples came to him and asked, "Why do you speak in the people in these par- in right. parables?" That that's
0: that's that's right. this. So, this is that one that led to that. So here's a great question for you, Brandon. As a pastor, mm-hmm. um, do you ever think that maybe we should preach more in parables? <laughs> oh
1: for sure for sure you know uh yeah yeah just, I, just tell
0: stories and let just, people figure it just out. tell
1: stories and let them figure it out you <laughs> know well here's the thing i think we got to be careful of this because you, you think stories are important because someone actually once asked me why i actually use stories when i'm preaching i'm like well because i don't want people just to completely tune out well like, it,
0: it relates it
1: and it, it relates it right people, and that's what people remember they're probably not gonna remember all this, but they'll remember the story yeah yeah but what Jesus has the benefit of is, and you see this, Jesus constantly relates parables back to Scripture. And we're not talking the New Testament because that's not written yet. He, re- he goes all the way back to the Old Testament and the, yeah. you know, the Torah and those. And, and so I think, you know, um, yeah, I, I think that the funny thing is when we read these, like think about these three parables tonight that we've talked about. Like we, a lot of us have heard them, but like how many of us have actually like, parables are so deep. They are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many things you can like. There's so much truth in it that you could just go so many ways. And I think Jesus knew that. Like, we are going to be unpacking these parables until He comes back. Yep, that's awesome. You know?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, guys, I thought this would be a short episode. But it turned out <laughs> to be quite a long one. Uh, this is well, there's one also of- three of us. Here. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but this was fun. Uh, hopefully, we can do another one of these uh, similar format where we can have a little bit more organic conversation about what we're reading like in the proverbs Bible.
1: or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we can do
0: proverbs. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. Um, it's an inside joke. Um, but for now, I think what we need to do is just let us
1: throw some seeds of drums out there throw, yeah. and throw see what, see what soil it lands in, That's buddy. Right. That's, That's exactly
0: it. it. That's, That's right. exactly That's it. Right. Exactly it.